Joining us on the line is our resident economist, Andrew Pyle. He is the Senior Wealth Advisor Portfolio Manager for the Pyle Group at Scotia Wealth Management. And Andrew, of course, as we're starting to get ready for back to school, a lot of folks uh, talking about their RESPSs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah exactly. I wanted to say I mean, R-E-S-P-E-C-T and start doing a whole Aretha Franklin thing. But, <laughs> but yeah, you stopped yourself. Good. I'm but the educational savings plans, uh, a lot of folks cashed them in now. Well, I mean, we're at that time where, uh, and for a lot of uh, lot of listeners out there, they may have already started doing this earlier in the summer where kids are going back to school, uh, back to a college, university, or, or any accredited educational institution that we can apply the R-E-S-P-E-C-T to. And they may have already um, started taking money out for tuition, having that money sent to the institution, or you know, getting the money out now because uh, what a lot of people don't realize, a lot of people think, oh, the RESP is just for you know, the tuition and maybe the books. Um, but there's a lot of things you can use the RESP for, I mean, including, obviously, room and board uh, for a kid. And, and we even had a situation not too long ago where uh, a child was able to purchase a used car, so we're not talking about Lamborghinis or anything, but <laughs> a used car because you know they needed it to get to school. They were still living at home, but the school was not on a bus route, right. and so that was a uh, that was a viable expense. Uh, so you know, yeah, we are at that time now where they start looking at the RSPs, uh, and you know, there's some interesting do's and don'ts. Okay, what's the what's yeah, one of the what big are don'ts? Those? Well, I think right now you know, people have to realize that in the RESP, it's kind of like three little buckets. Uh, as much as we look at the statement every month and look at what's inside the RESP, um, inside that RESP are three buckets, basically. And those buckets are what money has been put into it, which we call the capital. In other words, the money that you put into that RESP over the years. There is a bucket that represents the amount of grants that that RESP has earned from the government, because obviously the government gives you up to 20% each year of your contributions, up to a certain max. Uh, and then finally, you know, what growth has taken place? Because obviously we put money in these RSPs uh, to grow, uh, earning income on investments and, and those investment values growing over time. And so those three buckets are important because when we start taking them out, we have to be mindful of what's in those buckets, um, especially when we get close to the end of that child or the children uh, close to the end of their post-secondary school life. We don't want to want to make sure that we don't have a lot of money left in that income bucket or the grant bucket. We want to make sure that we've used them up. So, you know, it's a good idea when you start talking to your advisor and talking about taking money out to really kind of sit down and look at those three buckets. What is in each one of them? Now, can you choose, <clears throat> excuse me, can you choose from where you're taking it out or is there a priority that gets, is already in, in place? You can after the first year. So in the first year of education, the, the government mandates a certain minimum amount of capital be taken out. Uh, because clearly, I mean, the, the game plan, as I always say, is when the child is finished school. Now, for a lot of children, um, depending on where they go, that RESP may be used up entirely, right? Because school is not cheap no. uh, for families these days, Uh Lodging is not cheap. So, you know, for a lot of people, they're actually even having to dip into their own funds. The RESP is gone. But in those situations where there is going to be money left over, we really want to make sure that what's left over at the end of the day is just capital because that capital can come right back out uh, into the parents' hands. There's no tax implications. If, on the other hand, we have some grant money left over that has to be repaid uh, to Ottawa, 
And if there's any income or growth in that RESP at the end of the day, that's going to come out and taxed in the holder's hands, which typically is the parents, could be the grandparents too. Um, and that gets added to your income, which we don't want, we want to try to avoid because obviously the parents are probably in a higher income tax bracket than the kids. Right. So that's, you know, that's why we always advise just have a, each year, have a look at what's in those buckets and especially toward the end of the uh, time. But the other thing is really is basic, and, and I think it ties into what we've been talking about with the markets. The markets have been fantastic. Um, you know, even last week when people were getting jittery, the markets were doing amazingly well, and and, and are this morning. Um, and a lot of people take their eyes off the ball in terms of what is in that RESP. Mm. You know, when when they started off at age one, we threw it all into Tesla stock, uh, or right. maybe or maybe not. Um, but now that the kid is, you know, eighteen and it's grown, we don't want a lot of risk in that RESP. Right, right. You want to qualify, just to, it, it, it's similar to your retirement plan. Exactly, right. So as those kids get older, as they get closer to the time where they're going to start needing this money, you're absolutely right, John. It's kind of like your RSP or your RIF. I'm going to start taking money out of this. So there better be money in there. And, you know, it's great. We tell people in Canada, like, use RSPs fantastic savings device for kids going to school and and they do great with them right like I've, I've seen parents you know put money in religiously they've grown those RSPs and and they're a sizable you know the maximum contribution for each kid in this country is 50 grand I've seen RSPs for a child you know close to a hundred thousand mm. which is amazing right that's yep. exactly what we want to see but it's all in the stock market and then all of a sudden something happens like last March where the markets dropped 30 percent or and that hundred thousand goes down to seventy. Well, we've just given up thirty thousand that could have been used for schooling. So, you know, I always say to people, as those children get older, you know, when they get to like age fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, uh, just have a look at what risk is in the RSPs, and if they've grown and there's you know too much risk, then start scaling it back. And, and typically, by the time the kids started school probably don't want a lot of risk in those RESPs at all. You almost want to start locking it down so those funds are there mm. for your child to go to school with. Andrew, if folks have any more questions about what we've been talking about, I know that your website's great and you do newsletters and webinars. Uh, where do folks find all that stuff? Yep, they can find it, John, at our website, which is just pilegroup.ca. Uh, and on that website, they'll find our contact info, links to our newsletters and research uh, and also our playbacks. Uh, we had a news, co- we had a conference call last week. They'll find details for that as well. Andrew Pyle from the Pyle Group. Thank you so much for joining us here and talking to the town. My pleasure, John and Mel. You guys have a great week.